2: finally we've come back to the airwaves
1: we're back on the airwaves finally and welcome to no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports we are powered by belly up sports in association with gazilla media to my right is a man who is definitely getting his 5% of the share of the profits from this particular program. Unfortunately, we're not profitable right now. Dustin Henry, (laughs) Dustin, how are we doing?
2: I'm doing all right. It's all right. It's about long-term investment, you know? (laughs) Long-term, we're going to grow this over time. You know, the the followers will increase, and then next thing you know, the YouTube people will come a-knocking to monetize videos. Who knows? Men can dream, right? They can. We can dream. That is
1: true. That is true. Thrilled so, to
2: be uh, thrilled to be here on this rainy night, though rainy night. And
1: uh, yes, it is a it is a rainy night. And he, you know, any Rabbit loves a rainy night. I particularly don't, but especially when it's like god awful humid outside in New York. But <laughs> we're gonna get into things in just a moment. I'm sorry for the delay. I had some diff- technical difficulties. One of my mics decided to my my blue Yeti mic decided to die on me. So we're gonna do some testing after the show. Make sure everything's going. But I got my blue snowball. I got my blue snowball with my backup. So we're getting going. We're going to do some really cool things tonight. But before we go on, I just want to remind you about our social media channels, which are right down here Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at no creds req. Facebook.com forward slash no creds req. YouTube.com forward slash at no creds req. And if you would, whether you're watching on replay or you're watching live, we just want to remind you to please smash that like button. Smash responsibly, and if you're on YouTube, we're on a rally to get to 500. We're gonna try to get to 500 subscribers uh, because I guess what happens is that now they've changed the monetization system. So now, if you need, if you have 500 follower, if you have 500 subscribers, and you have a certain amount of uh, uh, watch time, you can be monetized. So we're on a mission to get 500 subscribers. So if you wouldn't mind subscribing to YouTube, we'd appreciate it.
2: Yeah, let's do this. We can do it together.
1: That's right. That's what we appreciate about you, our subscribers. Just wanted you to subscribe. On the podcast side, you can subscribe on a myriad. Um, you can subscribe on a myriad uh, of of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, iHeartMedia. Media. Tune in wherever you podcast. Subscribe, also leave a rating and a review. Five stars is the preferred amount of stars for. The rating, and if you review it, we might even read it on the air. And because this is a viewer engaged show, we encourage our viewers to engage with us during the show as we live stream. Dustin, I know you've been, it's only been a couple days, but I know you missed that sound already. So we're going to play that sound. Got that beautiful, beautiful sound. Lay it on um. me. right folks your algorithmic engagement comments leave them during the show or leave them during replay we want to hear from you as we stream tonight so we're going to do kind of we're going to go off the beaten path a little bit because you know, it's <laughs> it's where it's not quite uh, it's not quite NFL season yet we're kind of in the dog days of summer baseball is the only show uh, baseball is the only thing going on and uh,
0: yeah,
1: as much as we are we, we love baseball we, we like baseball but we just want to do something a little bit different during the summer. One thing we're going we're gonna to do is movie reviews and we're going to do a thing called no ticket required. I have a bumper for this. I have an element for this. So give me Ooh. a second. I'll give you the, uh, I'll give you the element for uh, no ticket required. So we're going to review the movie air. Uh, we, I watched it last night. I'm pretty sure Dustin had watched it uh, sometime last night as well. We're going to review it, but first, As soon as it processes (laughs) in our (laughs) system here, we're going to do our element for no ticket required. So, oh, it's up. So here we go.
2: Nicely done. It takes thank me you. back. Takes thank me you. back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To the old, to the old news reels and serials now.
1: On <laughs> the talkies, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so
1: we're gonna review the movie Air. Both of us have have been breathlessly anticipating the uh, this uh, particular watch, ready to watch this movie. We're we're getting ready to watch this movie. It was in the theaters. It's now on Amazon Prime. So if you have an sub- Amazon Prime subscription. You can go ahead and watch it. Uh, I watched it last night, and we'll go through it. But Dustin, I want to get your I want to get your thoughts about this movie. What did you think of this
2: movie? What were some? You know, what give your general impressions before we really go deep into this? All right, general impressions. I would say, and I'll and I'll keep it. You know, I've got some stuff in my notes here because I thought I thought I could go off the dome, but I was like, no, I got to write down some key stuff. But generally. I did enjoy this movie, even though at, at certain times I was like, okay, I know what it's trying to do, at least in my opinion, and in my interpretation. I know what it's trying to do. Um, I know it's trying to get me to take the bait here, but I'll tell you, I took the bait, and it's also nostalgia is a powerful vehicle. And I also... Um, I also am realizing that I have a I would say somewhat recent fascination with all things uh basketball from a from the bygone era. Pretty much, you know, I mean I'm not getting into I'm not breaking down George Mike and film, but you know, <laughs> if there if there's anything if it if still exists. <laughs> well, yeah. But if there's anything about like the dream team from the nineties or magic versus bird, or, you know, uh, obviously Jordan's rise or the bad boys in Detroit, all that stuff, I'm watching it. So this, this movie caught me right at that time. And, uh, overall, I think I would have enjoyed it had I gone to the theater, but I think part of the reason that I might've enjoyed this movie so much is that I got to watch it, um, from the comfort of my own home Yeah, using using a nice Amazon Prime subscription. It was a it was a nice way to send spend a Sunday night didn't blow me away. But also, I didn't feel like I wasted my time queuing it up.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, My dad actually watched it, which really surprised me because he's not a basketball fan at all. He's football. He's big. He loves football season. He loves baseball season. And that's about it. Oh, OK. <laughs> that's All about right. it. He doesn't like basketball. He tolerated it in our home, in his home, when we watched the uh, Bulls era in the late in the early 90s, and the mid 90s. He tolerated it when we had friends over. We watched the games. We watched the Bulls win those uh, had those two three peats, that dynasty. Uh, he, he went up tolerating it. But uh, he said he enjoyed it a lot, too. He was a very, its a big fan. He it was a, a really good drama. Um, like you mentioned, Dustin, the nostalgia. I love the soundtrack to this movie. Me too. It, it kind of it, it kind of took a page from Cobra Kai. If you haven't watched Cobra Kai, especially the first season where they have all those throwbacks to the, uh, to the arcade and to the, and to the, uh, to the music that uh, Johnny still, list, Johnny Lawrence still listens to, but it, it kind of threw me back because, I I was born. I was alive in that era. I was relatively sentient in that era. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah. a six and, as a six and seven year old. In fact, it's funny that the proposal that uh, that, that uh, Sunny had put together, it was proposed on August nineteenth, nineteen eighty four. It was one mm-hmm. day before my seventh birthday.
2: Oh wow! Okay,
1: yeah. All so right. it's just yeah. really funny that his proposal came the day before my seventh birthday. Mm-hmm. So I got. I will note this though. There were some tremendous acting performances. I'll and I'll give two. Yeah. And it's not t- it's not the two. it's one you might expect in one year like, oh, really? Okay. So Viola Davis as Dolores Jordan. Yes. She was excellent. And I I, yes. I don't know if I don't know if Air is eligible for it has already gone through this year's Oscars uh, Oscar Oscar consideration. I'm not sure if it has because it was released in March
2: uh, or April. Okay, yes. But yeah, if it's so that's but if kind it's, of a that's kind of a weird time, but based on the timing, I would believe that it would be eligible for this year's Oscars. Not a hundred percent, not a hundred percent sure on that, but I know that I know that there's like a cutoff. Um, there is like a spillover, but I think I think because the Oscars are taking place in March now. Um, so if, uh, but I'm I'm trying to remember. I think Air might have come out after. Uh, last year's ceremony, but I'm not 100. percent Okay, so the so the submission deadline for the 2024
1: Oscars is November 18th, 2023. So it's eligible for this coming this coming mm. year for the Oscars. And there are a couple of nomination, a couple of uh, performances that I think should get uh, consideration. Viola Davis as Dolores Jordan, just kiss.
2: Yeah, she Excellent was very performance. good. She and- was. Excellent. And if I have and if I have this written down, and this was my this was my quick note about her performance, but it also, if if her if her portrayal of Dolores Jordan was was uh, accurate, which I don't know, I don't know. You know, sometimes with these movies, they take a little artistic license. Um, but if this portrayal is accurate at all. Then I mm-hmm. have here, I have Mrs. Jordan was the real deal. And I she wanted was. to put I she wanted is. to put I wanted to put a couple other words in there, but I knew that this was a family show. So I was a family do that. show. <laughs> <But> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't gonna do that. But I I I just have to I just have to piggyback a little bit off of what you said um, about the soundtrack. I loved the soundtrack. Music was a key part mm-hmm. in this movie. But the the thing that really took me there in the beginning and kind of sucked me into the movie right from the start was that montage where they used money for nothing. yeah, and, and they showed dire all strikes. the pictures yes. and they showed, yes. Well, first of all, I as a guitar player, um, somewhat, I, I love Mark Knopfler mm-hmm. and uh, big shouts to him for always using a Strat. It's one of my favorite guitars <laughs> to play. I'm a Fender guy. But he is amazing, so that always that always is going to get me but that montage that they did from you know showing the shots of like the old VHS tapes and the TVs yep. that now I'm I'm just a bit younger than you and I was born in 83 but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I didn't see TVs or things like that um cuz especially growing up I'm growing up Uh, we didn't have a lot of money. So a lot of the stuff that we had was not like I was playing the NES when I was in high school because I got, or uh, no, I should say, I was was playing it. Hey, snowman. Nice to have you here. I was, uh, I was playing the NES when I was in junior high and early high school because I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford any of the newer systems and stuff, but you know what? I was happy. So to see those, VHS tapes and, and the, uh, not trying to get political here, but to see like the shots of Reagan and it it just took you back right away. And they did like a great job of summing up the era and taking you back to the time. And it, and it it pulled me right in that along with the, the obvious care that was taken to use cars that were true to the time. Or yeah. uh, the old the old Seven Eleven logos. It made me, you yeah. know, when he's when Mister T, yes, T, T cereal. Yes, the Mister T cereal. You know, they just did a great job of evoking, and I think, and I think they did it purposefully. Um, yeah. They were targeting people in your in my age range and further yeah. back, and yeah. it worked for both of us. I think it was yeah. safe to say it worked for both of us.
1: I will say in the opening credits. There was kind of a blur. They, they kind of blurred the lines between what was happening in that era and to what was being filmed in the offices. I couldn't tell for a minute what was if that was actually the Nike office or if it was just the movie set. Mm-hmm. They made it look that. They made the opening credits look that realistic. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah I and- full credit to the uh, videographers and the uh, editors for that.
2: Yeah, and it's nice too. I think they also the way they shot it and everything in the in the set design um they made they made that Nike building look dirgy, you know? They made it look second class compared to the Adidas building and and the uh um the Converse building as well because I had forgotten. I had forgotten how big Converse was. Adidas I remembered because they had the whole thing with run run DMC and the track suits. I knew my Adidas. (laughs) Yeah. I knew how big Adidas was, um, back in the day. Uh, but Converse, I had forgotten about Converse. The, the fact that the fact that Larry bird and magic Johnson were running around in Converse shoes and
1: and Dr. J. Yeah. Yeah. They had the
2: three biggest, they had the three biggest people in the NBA at the time. Um, but yeah, I I just can't picture them running around in like you know Chuck Taylors on the basketball court, basically. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mentioned Viola Davis. I think she should be considered for Best Supporting Actress or Best Actress. Period. Mm-hmm. The other Oscar consideration I would give Jason Bateman. Oh yeah, he was yeah. excellent. He was as very good. Rob Strasser. I also I would also give a nod to Chris Messina as David Falk. He was yeah. <laughs> him playing David Falk was incredible what a great performance that was yeah I love the I love the line it's like yeah I'm gonna sell my I'm gonna sell my I'm gonna be uh I'm paraphrasing here it's like yeah I'm gonna be yeah I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sitting dining alone but when I but when I sell my company for a hundred million dollars I'll be yeah I'll, I'll be dining alone but I'll sell hundred million dollars yes I need to find yes. out at the end of the movie that he sold his company for a hundred million dollars so, yeah yeah
2: yeah, uh, that was that was, you know, because I knew some of this stuff, but not a lot of it. And uh, I will say I'll, I'll give I'll give a couple spe- special shouts out to some performances as well. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Bateman, he did he did a good job. And I will cop to the fact that I'm not always the biggest fan of Jason Bateman. But in this movie, I rooted hard for his character. So that just speaks yeah. to me the job that he did, because I'm not always his biggest fan. Um, But it was, I'll say it, and it's more nostalgia and it's more, but it was nice to see Chris Tucker in a movie again. Yeah, he was excellent too. Yeah, it had been a long time since I had seen Chris Tucker and it just, you know, it made me remember, oh yeah, I really did like Rush Hour, and yep. <laughs> I liked, you know, and I liked, uh, his performance in that fifth element. And, you know, I yep. just started reminiscing and I'm like, man, it's been a while since I've seen Chris Tucker in a movie and I'm, and I'm glad he's here. I'm Me glad too. he's yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to say it, I have it written down the chemistry between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It's still there. You know, you. Mm-hmm whether there's a lot of people that hate on Ben Affleck, and I am not one of these people. his his performance is Bat Fleck, not my favorite. <laughs> I do, however, think that Ben Affleck is a talented director. and I think in the right roles, he has had some good performances. And maybe it's my nostalgia for the movie Dogma, one of the last times I truly enjoyed the two of them together. Matt Damon has one of my favorite lines in a movie period. Uh, in that movie Dogma, he's playing the, the Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, for people that don't know, they play two angels in that movie. And Matt Damon says the line. He's like, he's like human because he's he's the angel of death. He's he's Bartleby. And he says human extermination of human life is one of the most physically exhausting activities you can engage in. And then he, and then there's a pause and he goes next to soccer. So that line always <laughs> got me, um, but it was nice. <laughs> it was nice to see them again, and uh, we know about their friendship. We saw it in Goodwill Hunting. We saw it in um, – well, I saw it in Dogma. I'm not sure how many other people watched uh, Dogma, but shout out to all the viewers, universe fans out there. But um, it was nice to see them together again, and I thought that this movie had just the right – Amount of Ben Affleck, Phil Knight was not a central character in this movie, and he shouldn't have been. No, but he was no. but he was there when he needed to be, and um, you know, I I guess they reasonably pulled off Phil Knight's hair once I saw the once I saw <laughs> the the shot at the end of the movie. But Matt Damon, he's the type of person I never realize how big of a fan of him I am until I see him in something, and. He's the classic example to me. He just knows how to do the job. He, yep. He's a he's a good actor. And if he's in something, I'll probably find, find an excuse to see it. So, yeah, I mean,
1: Ben Affleck is my first time seeing a Ben Affleck directed movie, and he did pretty good. So yeah. um, we have a comment from Cold Iron. I haven't seen air. Um, we won't give too many spoilers. We're just kind of doing a review. We won't give too many spoilers because it's based on a true story yeah so it's based yeah. on a true story so we all know i mean from from what we saw in the last dance about how michael became part of nike and that adidas was courting him converse was courting him and the fact that Sonny had mentioned to mrs jordan that uh he the converse is going to tell you one thing adidas yeah. is going to tell you one thing i found that i found that adidas uh scene was seen when they're in when they're in uh uh when they're in um we're in Germany yeah. and they're meeting with the directors of, of Adidas. And we, and of course, if you know, history, yes. Um, Adolf Dossler uh, yeah. was part of the Hitler youth. Yeah. Um that doesn't mean you should, you shouldn't wear Adidas. You can wear whatever you want. I don't really care. Uh, but he knew exactly. Sonny Vacaro knew exactly what was going to be, t- what that, what he's mm-hmm. going to be told uh, yeah. was what, what Jordan and his family was going to be told. And it was, it was funny. The accents it's like so. Who's in charge around here? Well, it's a, it's a collaborative effort. No, no, yeah. I'm I'm in charge until until a certain time. Oh, it's more of a collaborative effort. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It's very in a very very uh, matter of fact German way. <laughs> yes, and that was one of the signals to me that I knew this movie had me. Is that I when 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 everything played out exactly how Sonny Bacero, who, in my opinion, this movie is centered around Sonny Bacero. You're yes. supposed to root for him. Um, obviously the, the, the other two at Nike that had the big role in it. And ultimately you do have to tip your hat uh, to Phil Knight for taking, taking ultimately deciding to, uh, to take the risk as well and handle the board, which couldn't have been easy, but um, it, this movie centers around Sonny Beccaro and when everything worked out exactly as he had foreseen to quote the emperor here. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, in my mind, I was like, yes, you know, yes. Even though, like you said, we know the outcome, but there was still, there wasn't the movie didn't get me that much. There wasn't any part of me that didn't think he was going to sign. Um, you but know, I, I, I will say I, I don't mean to interrupt
1: you while you're on yeah. a roll here, but yeah, there was that kind of little, little flip with yes at, at the at the end, yeah, where Mrs. Jordan says, Yeah, we're gonna sign, but Michael wants five percent, wants a five percent share of every single shoe that is sold.
2: Yeah, which and, I
1: thought was a was a stroke of genius on her yeah. part.
2: Yeah, well, because she took she took what they said in that speech and used it she didn't use it against them. I, I wouldn't say it wasn't like totally malicious, but it, I think it was her way of saying, put your money where your mouth is. You said, you're going to market my son as a person. Mm-hmm. And you know, here's, here's what you have to, here's what you have to pony up to do that. Yep. Um, but that, that I didn't know. And the amount of revenue that he got, from the shoes is staggering. And he
1: still makes $400 million a year.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. He doesn't need to do anything. And the man just sold the Hornets. He's fine.
1: Yeah, he just sold the Hornets for... Roughly three, three was it three billion dollars? Yeah, he's still he's still, like he's still he's still he's still with the organization, but as a as a minority owner, not in not the fact that he's African American, but yes, the fact that his, his share is state. not as a minority stake. Yeah. So I'm looking at IMDb, and there's trip there's a there's a fun facts about this. So Viola Viola Davis and Julius Tenen, uh who plays James Jordan, uh, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, they're married in real life.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I did not yeah. know that.
1: Yep. I did and,
2: not know that thing. Hmm.
1: And it says, it's also. I'm also quoting here from IMDb, it says, though, though Michael Jordan was not in, directly involved in the film, Ben Affleck consulted him numerous times to yeah. get details on how to accurately portray the story, which is really nice. Yep. According to Affleck, Jordan's only two requests were that Viola Davis play his mother. Okay. And that his longtime friend Howard White be included in the film. Affleck also Affleck also uh, always wanted to work with Chris Tucker so he was cast as White. Tucker uh, is, was also friends with White and Affleck gave him a little bit of flexibility
2: for his performance. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and and that's why I say, you know, there's a lot of hate on Ben Affleck out there and yeah. and have I always loved everything he's he's ever done? No, but as a director I had largely liked most of what he's done. He directed Gone Baby Gone. I remember liking that movie. He directed If Memory Serves The Town. I really liked The Town because Ben mm-hmm. Affleck was playing a character that is true to him. He was a he was a guy from from uh Southie in Boston robbing yeah. banks. That's that's right in Ben Affleck's pocket. He also di- you know? he also, direct, he also directed Argo. Yes, Argo was another which which I enjoyed Argo. And now you can you can put air up in another movie that I enjoyed. You know, um Ben Affleck, the way that he's going about directing movies reminds me kind of Ron Howard. Does Ron Howard, is Ron Howard artsy? No. No. Does he try to make, does he try to make a lot of statements with his movies? Largely not. But if you go and you watch a Ron Howard movie, are you going to have a good time? I'd say 90% of the time. Yes. One of the movies, I I still love Cinderella man. If you haven't, if, if you haven't seen Cinderella man, Ryan, that's another movie we should review for Mm -hmm. this show. Um, It does have, it does have, it does center around boxing. Yes. Yes. The story of James Braddock. I mean, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, But Ben Affleck, he's, he's rapidly, he's, he's becoming that same sort of director to me. He knows how to do the job A Ben Affleck directed movie is most likely going to be a pretty good ride. And, and uh, the trivia that you just laid out, at least he's, it clearly shows that he cared about the source material and he cared enough to reach out to the people that were there. And he also cared enough to do his research. Um, Mm -hmm. So you got to respect him. You got to respect him for that. Uh, And uh, let's see, I'm trying to, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, I didn't realize George rattling had a pivotal role in kind of setting up the setting up the meeting and getting Mm -hmm. kind of, kind of bridging the gap. And the fact that he owns
1: the original manuscript of the I have a dream speech. Yeah. And he that's, hasn't sold it yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, that's, just, it's just as funny.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, this movie had a lot of little things. And I think it's, I think it was great because there are a lot of people that know bits and pieces of this story, or they might feel like they know the whole thing, but this movie covered a lot of things that you didn't realize, um, and and i'm a, i'm almost ashamed to say it but i'll the whole the whole actually designing of the shoe that was like a part that i almost forgot about i'm like these guys got to get their presentations together they got to like they got to make it happen they got to and then all of a sudden they go down and they're like make me a shoe. And I'm like, Oh yeah, they actually yeah. have to make the prototype. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, and I thought honorable mention to, uh, the gentleman that played, uh, Peter, I thought he did a good Ma- job. Matthew Matthew Marr. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he did a pretty good job of, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, and, and I don't know much about the real, the real person, but it sounds like he may have been a touch eccentric and, uh, sounds I think, like it yeah <laughs> I, I, I think matthew marr did a good job of of capturing that, I, that I would have to true. think i have to think
1: most shoe designers are kind of uh, out of the a little bit out of the way a little, yeah I, I don't yeah i mean maybe i mean they say they say the same thing about uh they say the same thing about podcasters too so yeah. You a, <laughs> yeah you gotta be a special breed yeah <laughs> to want to be a podcaster yeah before we go to our first commercial break Actually, we're gonna, we're going to wrap we're going to wrap up this uh, edition of no the first edition actually of note required. Let's play that. Let's play that element again. I like it. Yeah. That. So let's go to the comment section before we go, go to our first commercial break. Snowman uh, says air is the movie of the year and of a lifetime. Uh, great movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't watch movies too much anymore. I need to get back to yeah. watching movies on a regular basis. But this was a great this was a very good movie. I I there was, there was a couple of uh, uh, things in there that are kind of a goof. Like Rob Strasser was not actually was not 45 years old, but he was actually 37 in this movie. So mm-hmm. uh, if, you look up, if you look up the history. Uh, but it it did take, I mean, like we, we've been talking about dust. It does take you back to a certain era. I mean, I I remember growing up in that era and I know you're a little bit younger than I am, but you still have a certain affinity for things of the eighties, especially during that particular era. I mean, you saw a guy at at his desk at Nike with a cabbage patch doll for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I I had one growing up, you know, there, there's there's certain things and it just, it, it does take you back. It's like, Um, you know, my sister and I, we have old VHS versions of, uh, shows that, that were taped off of TV, like Christmas specials and stuff for us to watch. And we were bummed when the VCRs that we had finally stopped working because part of the fun of those was watching the old commercials Watching, you know, we would we would actually keep them. We would not fast forward through the commercials because we liked watching the old commercials. Nostalgia is mm-hmm. very powerful. And uh, I just have to get to one more note um, regarding the movie, the music of this movie. I have in big, bold letters because I I'm uh, I'm a big believer of this time after time always mm-hmm. hits. <laughs> I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs. People come at me on Twitter or social media if they want to. Cindy Lauper, I don't always, I don't always love everything she does, but time after time is gonna get me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we got more comments
1: from Chris, Christine's fifth down sports uh, air is the movie of the year I saw it on uh, in the theater opening weekend and have said it ever since he also says Jason Bateman is the best character in the movie I disagree I think it was uh, Dolores uh, Dolores uh, Uh, Dolores Jordan Jordan played by Viola Davis. Mm -hmm. And he also says, my favorite part was they told Ben Affleck to come in. He told Phil Knight to come in to the meeting late. That was awesome. It's like, yeah, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. You're coming seven minutes late. (laughs) Yeah, and he was like, yes,
2: yes. But then he almost blew it too because he came in and he was like going a mile a minute. And uh, shouts to uh, Affleck for having the, uh, the cojones to put on that jogging suit in this movie, because I'm not <laughs> sure that I would ask. Those leggings, my <laughs> God. Yeah.
1: Dude, there's such a thing as leg day, Ben Affleck? okay? <laughs> God almighty. Alright, we're going to take our first commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go into a debate. It's debate night at No Credentials Required. Oh. Stick around. We'll be right back just after this message. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good, quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. Invader Coffee. The best coffee your money can buy. I recommend it. It's a great coffee brand. Veteran-owned. You're the best. The best. You, it's money back guarantee, folks. I mean, come on. You spend a little mm-hmm. bit of your hard-earned cash for some great coffee. Support the show by visiting the link in our, visiting our affiliate link in the description. Whether you're watching on YouTube or if you're on the podcast site, and you save fifteen percent with promo code BellyUp at checkout. Dustin, I have a. I've been enjoying. I got. I got. I got to order some more, but I got. I got to get mm-hmm. more of that uh, outsider blend. Where you can you can you can uh, you can be automatically entered to win a Chevrolet Chevette SS uh, convertible, a real muscle car. So uh, get yourself some Invader coffee. Again, visit the link in the description. That's our affiliate link. Help help the show by buying some coffee. You also save some money with fifteen percent off with code BellyUp at checkout.
2: Yeah, it's well worth it. I was drinking some Donut Dealer blend on my on our brunch episode. Um, I just still enjoy it every time, every time, and I got to re up myself.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna get another pound of coffee plus a uh, plus some of those K cups because I I typically if I need a little bit of a if I need a little bit of an afternoon boost on my days where I'm not at the gym, I'll get myself a quick of and get myself a curry cup a K cup, pop it mm-hmm. in. The, of the original blend, I'm good to go for the rest of the day. Yeah. So again, yeah. visit the link in the description. Get 15 percent off your order with promo code Belly Up. Now we're gonna go into debate. It's debate mm-hmm. time. Which month is the best month for sports? And you can join in, in the comment section uh, if you're wa- if you're watching live. Actually, Christy just chimed in. Who got it better? Phil Knight being Ben Affleck, or as the GM, or as uh. As, or, or the A's, a's GM, or the a. or 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 Brad Pitt play, playing Billy Bean. I haven't seen Moneyball, so I can't make a comparison. Uh,
2: yeah, you know what? Um, the terrible thing is, I've not seen Moneyball. Maybe we just you know what
1: up. next week, yeah. next week's episode we do a movie review of Moneyball.
2: Yeah, yeah. If we go, no ticket required again, and we do we do Moneyball. I think that's streaming. I, I think that's streaming somewhere, and if not, yeah. Uh, if not, we'll just, um, we'll, I'll, I'll pony up some cash for it. So, yeah.
1: I, you know, I think, I think we're going to, I think no ticket required is going to go through that, through training camp too. <laughs> yeah. July into, from July into August until NFL season starts. Unless something, unless we have a really big news, big sports story that we can talk about. But, I yeah. Think- well, the dog days of summer. We have baseball going on again. I, I mentioned it at the top of the show we have baseball going on, but none of us are really. I mean, we pay attention to the Yankees, but we pay enough. We pay enough attention to baseball where there's something big going on that we pay attention to it. But this is more of a football show, and yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's good to mix things up a little bit, a little once in a while. So I think definitely next week, Dustin. I think we should definitely do another no ticket required. We'll watch Moneyball. And then we'll answer your question,
2: Deets. So, yes. <laughs> so I think I think it was definitely uh, that's in the cards. Yeah, put a pin in that one, and uh, you you all just witnessed a production meeting live on air. <laughs> so, so thank you for thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, not
1: a problem. All right, it's debate time because I got warm up for tomorrow night. I'm making an appearance on the In or Out Sports debate at seven oh five on Sertoba Media. My buddy Drew and I were going to do some sports debating, but I figure I get my chops in tonight and debate with Dustin, which month is the best month for sports. Dustin, I'm going to have you, uh, I'm going to have you lead off and tell me which month in your mind is the best month for sports.
2: Okay. All right. Now I have to say this with a caveat. Now, if I end up picking the opposite, if I end up picking the same month as you, this, this debate's going to be a short one. Yeah. But but I will say and and this is gonna give away my position immediately um I will say part of this may be weather based for me but I'm okay. I'm gonna go out I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna say that April is April slash early May I have to I have to get that little caveat in there is the best time of the year for sports because. People are gonna say, well, you, you you don't have the NFL. You don't have the NFL. It's true, but you know how what do you is? know that? But <laughs> you know you know uh you know what is in April slash May, the draft. And that Mm -hmm. that to me is enough. I'm not a huge draft junkie, but I get pumped up around the time of the draft, especially you got to you got to remember where I'm coming from for a lot of years before this latest run. The Seahawks were not not that great of a team. Right. It was a Mm -hmm. big accomplishment if they finished like a little better than eight and eight and maybe they had a chance of getting into the playoffs you know, some of the Mike Holmgren years, we started to get our uh, our feet under us a little bit, but then we don't talk about the Jim Mora Jr. time. That was not good, uh, <laughs> but but the draft was always like, you know what? Maybe there'll be maybe there'll be some great picks. Maybe there'll be, and I like hearing those little filtered reports about who might go where and the draft day trades that can happen. There's a lot of intrigue that surrounds the draft. Also you have uh, baseball and they always say hope springs eternal. You have baseball starting up and you have, and you have um, the NBA playoffs uh, <clears throat> are starting at that point. The NBA playoffs, probably one of the longest playoff runs in sports and and then you also have the start of the push for the NHL playoffs. And possibly, I've said, it, I've said it before, NHL playoffs is some of the best best times in sports. So even if the playoffs haven't really started, you have teams fighting to get in. The NHL trade deadline was recent. So you're going to see how some yeah. of these new acquisitions are going to play with their teams. And lastly, after the doldrums of winter – The days are getting longer. Things are awakening. I know things have changed a little bit in upstate New York, at least to my memory, um, from when I was a little kid. But by late April, when I was younger, you could pretty much guarantee that you're going to have some pretty nice weather. It's not the case anymore right now. But still, the days get longer, and it just feels like everything is waking up. Everything is coming to life. And a little bit. You also have some spring football. Is mm-hmm. it, is it my favorite? No, but is it enough? If I feel like turning on uh, uh, football, you know, it'll, it'll satiate that, that thirst a little bit, that couple coupled with the draft can get me through. But to me, April is the best just because you got two playoffs, two playoff runs starting. You got baseball starting up. Every team is hopeful uh, and, and you, you don't really know though, even the baseball season, you don't really know, uh, which team is going to set itself away from the pack yet. And then, you know, every, every once in a while, a team will start, start out scuffling and you're like, Oh, is this like for real? Um, is this team going to have this, tr- some trouble this year? There's just a lot going on, but I, like I said, some of my, uh, points, are due to the fact that the that weather is improving and the days are getting longer. I have to, I have to cop to that because I, I get in a better mood when the days are longer. Okay.
1: So. Well, I was going to go in a similar direction as you. I was going to say April. Mm-hmm. However,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to say the best month for sports is actually October. And yeah. I'll tell you why. I have yeah. several reasons. Oh, I imagine. First reason. NFL. It's in yes. full swing. Yes. NFL's in full swing. We're coming up into the time of the year when we see the teams really start to separate themselves. We mm-hmm. see the we see the division winners start to really bump things up. We start to see which teams are going to probably be the the draft uh are gonna have the high draft picks. Uh we, we see the best performances. The best games are always in the late afternoons. And yeah, the time's getting shorter because it's fall. It's fall. That's what usually happens. Fall, we Mm -hmm. fall back. We, the time gets shorter. The days are, days aren't as long as they used to be in the spring and the summer. But damn it, it's football season. And, and we cover football on this program for Mm -hmm. the majority of the majority of the uh, NFL season. We, we, we did that. NFL NFL's in full swing. College football is in full swing. I know, Dustin, you're not a big college football fan. We're going to, I'm going to have to find a, I'm going to have to find a guest before we, before, uh, college football starts to help you get into college football and for you to decide who your team's going to be oh, my team okay. ha- my team happens to be Penn State yeah and Penn State usually plays their bigger their biggest rivals uh, Ohio State and Michigan in October and those mm-hmm. are the biggest games so for me it's, it's NFL it's college football hockey NHL's just starting yeah and I'm you'll know meet Dustin I'm a big hockey fan I'm oh, pretty yeah. much the, I'm Pretty much the hockey expert on this show. Mm-hmm. You are. You <laughs> by, are. By default. By default. <laughs> but the season starts anew. The Stanley Cup banner is is raised by whoever team. This year's going to be the Vegas Golden Knights. Congratulations to them. Uh, NBA season is starting for anybody who's a basketball fan. So, again, same thing. Denver Nuggets will get their banner raised in, uh, I believe it's mid-October. The NHL and the NBA kind of overlap with the starting times. I know the NHL NHL usually starts around the beginning of the month, and the NBA starts around the middle of the month. So we get the new seasons of of NBA, the NHL, football's in full swing, both in college and in the NFL, and also it's playoff time in baseball. Mm Mm-hmm. Playoff time in baseball. It's if you're a baseball fan, it's the it's the most wonderful time of the year. I call I call April the most wonderful time of the year because that's the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, but if you're a baseball fan, and again, we are baseball fans on this program, not to the extent not not to a huge extent, but yeah, we'll cover it enough. But when playoff time comes around, now that we have the expanded format of four wildcard teams and two division winners moving on to the first moving on in their bye. I it's fun. It's fun to watch, but playoff baseball is a heck of a lot of fun. Cause you have the mm-hmm. three, you have the best of three in the first round, which is the wild card round. Then you have the division series, which is best of five. Then the division champion division, then the comp, the, um, the league championship series and the world series are both best of seven games. And there have been, look at the Phillies run last year. We mentioned it on Saturday. Yeah. The Phillies had a tremendous run. They ran through St. Louis They ran through the Braves, and they ran through the Padres to get to the World Series last year. Nobody expected it. Nobody expected it at all. And they ran to Houston, which is normally a buzzsaw. They were a buzzsaw last year, especially in the uh, American League Division Series, and as we know as Yankee fans, the ALCS as well. Yes. But, I mean, Dusty Baker, congratulations to you. You got your first World Series ring. It's a great time. It's a magical time of the year. It's a magical mm-hmm. time because like all four, all four, te- all four leagues are in swing in October. Yeah. Even even though it's baseball playoffs, it's still you still are coming up to the last day of the season when playoff seeds are still are still under some some playoff seeds are still undecided. I mean, the Phillies weren't decided until what the last weekend of the year last year. Yeah. So it could happen again this year with division races being. What they are, especially the AL Central and the NL Central, which are look, both looking like the NFC South from last year. Who wants to win this? Who wants to win these divisions? We don't know. But it's pretty amazing that this year we could have four AL East teams in the playoffs, and yeah. three of those are wild card yeah. spots.
2: Yeah. That now now we got
1: a, we've got a long way to go. Uh, we still have July, August, and September. We'll see which teams get hot late. But you're coming under the wire all the way up to the playoffs to the wild card. And unfortunately, we don't have the play in games anymore like we used to if there's a tie. Uh, but it's just, I, I find October to be a great time. I, I love the fall. Mm-hmm. Fall is probably my best, my favorite season okay. next to summer. Gotcha. Next to yep. summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for me, it's October. October is the best month of, for sports, in my opinion my my humble opinion yeah some people some people are wrong uh (laughs) but but like everything is these kind of debates are subjective we all have our opinions on which on on which month is the best month for sports some will say august because that's when the baseball's this one baseball season heats up nfl trading camp gets gets going um July has this has the British Open. Uh, Dietz says in the chat that April is the best with opening day, yep. much madness and Mars Masters. Madness. Yeah,
0: that's
1: he's also he's also willing to uh, become be a part of this program to help you with the uh, to be a with the college football primary. Deets is a Chris Dietz is a wonderful uh, college football commentator. He'll he'll definitely help you out in that regard.
2: All right. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, but, but yeah, he, and let let me he, he
1: also he also jokes with us even though Deets is a Mets fan. They wouldn't know what they wouldn't know what selling hot dogs in October is at, at uh, City Field. But he says Yankee fans is October. I'm
2: shocked. <laughs> no, and I will and I will Hot I dogs will... taste better at Yankee
1: Stadium in October, <laughs> Deets. Don't remember, don't forget that.
2: <laughs> so bread hot dogs forever. But anyway, I <laughs> I Absolutely. <laughs> I will, I will, uh, I will say, either way that you're picking, it, there's not a losing pick in here. There's never, and been. and and I will admit that me not having the NFL in my corner of April, except for the draft, right. is is a big loss. Is a big loss. But to me, some of the gains, and I was going to mention um, March Madness, but as not a big golfer um or or golf follower i was i was i was uh remiss not to mention the masters but that goes along with my my other theme of things are waking up things are things are uh you know they're 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 uh being reborn yep and and you feel and it feels like a new beginning and i i will admit that a lot of it is weather based for me because i think a lot of us Fall is my second favorite season, next to summer. Summer's my favorite, but it is so fleeting. Um, but I think a lot of us are just ready to come out of the doldrums of winter by the time April comes around, and I think I think sports helps us helps us do that. Um, but October, October, I will admit, there's almost no feeling like being able to flip. It seems like you have such an embarrassment of riches you can flip around uh, the channels and be like, "Oh, what do I want to watch? And the NFL the NFL season does get into full swing in October, but I would argue that being able to switch between the NBA playoffs, baseball, and the NHL playoffs is is also a very strong argument for April. but there's there's no losing here. No, there are no losers. And on that note, we're
1: going to take our next commercial break. We come back, we're going to play a fun game. So stick around for more no, no credentials required.
0: Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLY20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scrub looks award-winning, whether you have glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game.
1: That's right, folks. Whether you get in the Beard Hedger Trimmer, which I proudly own, the lawnmower 4.0 or the weed whacker nose trimmer men you need all three sometimes you need all three but you could save 20% check out with the promo code belly 20 and you get free shipping so you can't go wrong
2: you can't go wrong with 20% off and free shipping yeah look at this man's beard you want it to look you want it to look that 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 well put together get yourself get yourself the uh the landscape. The Manscaped Beer Trimmer.
1: And I forgot to advise that the uh, both Invader Coffee and Manscaped both get the no credentials required seal <laughs> of approval. No, I will not make the noise. <laughs>
2: pup, look at that pup; it's cute. We have that clip forever, though. We have. We do. We do we have the memories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play a new game that I decide to come up with at our in our in our in our, in our off time. It's called Questions for Podcasters, and I have these cards. I'm a big fan of the Doctor John Deloney show. It's made a tremendous impact on my life. It's been <clears throat> one of the prime motivators to get me uh, to get myself. Uh, I gonna say, men- I would say, mentally right. It's he's a, a he, Doctor John Deloney. He's a, a big fan. I know, I know, Doctor Deloney. You're a big, you're a big fan of this show. I know you're watching right now. You're listening on your podcast side. Uh, but he's part of the Ramsey Solution team with Dave Ramsey. He is a brilliant guy, but he also speaks to a level that we can all identify with because he's a he's a guy from Texas. He's 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 very down to earth, and I, I love the advice that he gives and all the stories that he shares. Uh, at the end of each show, um, a couple times a week, he uh, recites lyrics, and sometimes they're from metal bands, which I'm a. I'm a closeted metalhead, so I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, recently, he he uh, ended the show with Disturbed, which was pretty cool. So I got these packs, this pack of cards, and I sent Dustin a, a set as well for uh, because just because I felt like it. There's there's there his there's his there's his cards right there. There's my set of cards. This is the Questions for Humans Guys Night card set. It's on Ramsey Solutions website. Look for Questions for Humans. It's got it's got I, I got a bunch of these. So I got the regular pack, which is the friends pack. I've also got the second edition friends pack, which I have not opened yet. I've also got the workplace edition in case sometime someday I go to the office and I want to get to know my coworkers more. And just in case I happen to meet a lovely lady, I got the dating set. Oh,
0: so there you go. I'm
1: prepared. Yeah, I'm prepared. I'm going to get to know people. I'm going to get to go to people on a deeper level. And so that means that Dustin and I are going to get to know ourselves on a deeper level on this podcast, and you're going to listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't like it, tough beans, sorry, (laughs) get your own, get your own podcast and you do your own thing. So I'm going to lead off here. Okay. I've already shuffled these cards and I've, I've, and uh, I've got my card right here. So Dustin, your question is and we're going to do one we'll probably do one per episode for the next couple episodes okay so dustin so dustin what was your favorite video game as a kid
2: oh as a kid here we go this this, yeah this is perfect for you because you're a video game yeah i was gonna say i was a little nervous i was like i don't know what's coming i don't know if i'm gonna have a good answer but i got a great answer for this one all right. Um, the reason that I got so into video games, and if my sister was watching, she would be like, "Oh my god, I remember." <laughs> my cousin Josh, who's older than me, significantly older, um, he he used to play a game called Mike Tyson's Punch Out for the yes. NES.
1: Yes, I never
2: played the arcade edition. I will admit, I never played the arcade edition.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, which is just regular punch out
2: yes but i will say too that we had the mr dream version of mike tyson's punch out so i didn't technically ever play against mike tyson i was always trying to get to mr dream spoilers i never got there that game to me is the epitome it it started my fascination with video games and it still is my, probably one of my favorite video games of all time, just because it's simple and it's all about timing and the concept is easy to figure out, but it is, it is, it is not hard to master, but there's definitely, you've got to figure out timing. You've got to figure out different things for each boxer that you face. Um, you know, if I were to talk, uh, to people of my age and maybe a little older and a little younger, I can say, how do you beat Don Flamenco? And somebody's going to be able to tell me, um, you know, when do you use a, when do you use a star punch against Paul bull during his charge? You know, it's, yeah. it's game.
1: How, you know Pist- how do you know when Piston Honda is going to punch
2: you? Yes. It's the eyebrows. Now, some yeah, of these- the eyebrows. <laughs> some of these, some of these characters do not age well, you have to realize that no. it's a different <laughs> time, knows. okay? Okay, and and last show, the
1: Kaiser, <laughs> yes, and Honda, Don Flamenco. Yeah, and again, you know, it's yeah. funny. I, mean, I talked about this on Snowman in the Morning. Stereotypes exist for a reason, yes, sometimes for, for a bad reason, but they exist for a reason,
2: <laughs> yes, yes, and uh. Was there now? Now, Al used to. My uncle Al would tell me, Oh, I played Punch Out. He goes, Do you remember Pizza Pasta? I'm like, I do not remember Pizza Pasta. Pizza Pasta was from the arcade version, which I never played. But Soda Popinski kind of looked like my dad. That always messed with (laughs) me, too. (laughs) But. The game is just so deep, and also you could practice. You could practice. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first games to my memory that had it wasn't a save state, right? Because we couldn't, we didn't have the memory on the cartridges to be able to save no. the games. They weren't that sophisticated. You, you, you had to wait until the next fight to take a pee break. Yes, or you could <laughs> you could pause the game and then just hope hope that you run back in, but you don't run too fast because if you stop too quick, the Nintendo's going to reset. It was a whole Ugh. thing, but. Load the could,
0: cartridge. <laughs> you could
2: put in the passcode. You could put in the passcode and get to like Don Flamenco. You know, you could you could kind of jump around the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um and also to watch somebody who was very proficient at punch out play it was a thing of beauty. My cousin Josh was very good at it. I wasn't as good. I got to be okay. I could get to a certain point in the game, but I I never got sick of trying. And the the testament to its craftsmanship is uh, in, I believe it was 2020 or 2019, somebody still found something about uh, a new in punch out that almost nobody knew. And that is you watch the audience members. Now there are certain ones where like the audience member will stand up and that's supposed to be a signal of use a star punch now, but I forget what fight it was. It might've been in this piston Honda two fight, but there's a fan that you watch. He blinks his eyes and that's when you're supposed to throw a punch. Somebody found that in 2020 and it shows how, how, how deep this game was for the time. Also shout out to Mario as the special guest referee.
1: I was going to say Mario was the super, was the uh, guest referee.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love
1: this in this. Yeah.
2: I love punch out. So punch out my favorite game as a kid, still one of my favorite games today.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a great, that's a great answer. Um, Super punch. Mike, Mike Tyson's punch out. I remember the commercials for it too. Oh, and, see, I don't
2: remember that many.
1: And you could never, even when you use a star punch, it was impossible to be Mike Mike Tyson because he was so. Oh, they made man. the creators of that of that of that game made Tyson so dang quick because he was so dang quick. Yes, in real life.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's he's like on unbelievably fast the furthest I ever got in that game and this was just when I was on an incredible run I only got to this guy once I got to super macho man and I thought he was fast and I just couldn't get I couldn't get past him I couldn't get to Tyson um but there's just so much depth in that game and then also you could press select during the uh during the you know, remember the little scenes where doc your trainer is trying yep. to pump you up or whatever there was a little cheat you could press select and if you did it he would start patting your chest faster and you'd get just a little bit of extra life at the beginning of uh, of, of the next round you'd get mm-hmm. you'd, your life bar would increase but if you tried to do it too much then he'd start patting you slower and you'd lose you'd lose some of your life or i suppose stamina in that game just, mm-hmm. just a masterpiece of a game, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I remember back in the day
1: when we had the the, the uh, NES. Like our family would get really excited for whoever's playing to make an achievement. Like my brother was, my brother Jim was one of the first to uh, was the first in our family to get the last level of Super Mario Brothers.
2: Oh, okay.
1: We figured out the trick where you, if you hit the shell enough, you can get one up and get increase the number of lives you had and we saw mm-hmm. those funky character funky characters uh when you were past a certain amount of of lives uh cuz I guess the the system couldn't generate couldn't it, it wasn't it was limited cuz it was yeah. 8 bit it was limited to what it could do for how many characters you, how many lives you could have so it would give you a character it would give you a little character or icon instead of the actual number of lives that you had. So mm-hmm. but I remember so it's just distinctly about Jim that Jim was the first of our of our family to get to the end of Super Mario Brothers. He didn't he didn't quite make it he didn't quite beat the game. Uh but I remember him getting there. I remember getting excited when Mike Tyson's punch out came out and we got to Mike Tyson and we absolutely just flailed
2: (laughs) (laughs) not failed but flailed (laughs) it's it's tough you know it's uh it it's a real tough and i i will say still one of the craziest things that i've ever seen and i'm gonna out him because i think this is an accomplishment i don't think he'd be uh angry with me but there was a there was an older there was an older kid that was friends with my best friend's older brother And his name was John Keegan. And we were playing punch out one day and and John had his arm in a sling. And he's like, oh, I'm pretty good at punch out. I could probably get to Mike Tyson. And we're we're like, John, your arm's in a sling. He's like, I could do it. I could do it one-handed. And he got to Mike Tyson one-handed. Now, he didn't beat Mike Tyson, but he got there one-handed. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. He was really good at the game. (laughs) (laughs) so shout out to you john john keegan if you're if you're watching and you're still probably the biggest jerry rice fan i ever knew
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right i guess it's my turn then
2: yes and um with this card that i just drew i would say that we we should institute a rule not because we're not because we're afraid to answer these questions but we each get one veto you know there might be something we don't feel like talking about there might be there might be something so we'll each get one veto if if the card hits a little too close for the airwaves mm-hmm. but the question I drew was when was the last time you cried your eyes out Whew. yeah That's
1: a great question
2: Yeah it is and it's and it's something that i think most men don't really talk about all that much but
1: all right i'll admit it I'm okay yeah go ahead it's actually back in it's actually back in actually it's been kind of a year of, of weird things happening in, with me and my family too mm-hmm. um, i had my heart broken a couple of times by the same by the same woman um, that was something my yeah. mom almost passing away uh, that was certainly really scary. So I've had, I've had quite a few episodes during my prayer times and during my quiet time where I'm, I'm bawling my eyes out because, because my my heart was broken, yeah. And that my I wasn't sure if my mom was going to be with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in February she's going to the hospital for a myriad of things. One of them being her heart couldn't figure out why her blood pressure was so low or why i mean her pulse was fine but her blood pressure was low and we weren't sure what was going on we weren't sure she was going to make it and i remember sitting in talking to my talking to my siblings and we all agreed what was going on with mom but if if this is the end this is the end and we were all in agreement agreements with it and then all of a sudden she got seen by a cardiac surgeon and they said oh we can figure this out she just needs a new valve if we get her new, if we get her a new valve, or we put a balloon in, um, the blood flow because what happened was that the blood flow going to her heart had reversed. So, it, when it came when it came to her aortic valve, the blood wasn't flowing correctly. Oh, okay. And it was actually, I wouldn't say spurting out like,
2: <laughs> yeah, like no. a
1: hose, but um. But it wasn't. It wasn't going to the appropriate valve. So what they did was that they they said, "All right, we're gonna try this. We're gonna go in. We're gonna replace her. We're gonna all right." So they said, "You have the option of either replacing the valve, or we put it in a balloon. We enlarge the valve, but you have to come in three six months later and get it enlarged again." And my mom said, "Let's just get it over with." And as soon as that happened, her 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 fortunes reversed. Yeah. And she, like the swelling went down in her legs, she, the color, her skin, because not in addition to the valve, the bad valve, the, the aortic stenosis, she also had cirrhosis of the liver. Mm. And because she has too much fat built up in her liver. Yeah. That was, that cleared up. And she went back to the rehab center where she was. She's home now. Uh, thankfully, you know, four weeks, she's about a month into being home. But as soon as the valve was replaced, things just started
2: turning around.
1: Yeah, and now I think she's going to be with us for a very long time.
2: Yeah, let me let me just say from an outside perspective, um, seeing your mom's bounce back is one of the more uh, incredible stories, and uh, I'm glad. Uh, obviously, I'm it it's. <laughs> it's easy for me to say, but I'm so glad that it happened that way. Mm. And, uh, you know, if, if she's watching, shout out, shout out to her for, Oh, I'm sure she is. (laughs) One of the most most incredible bounce backs that I only witnessed from a very outside perspective. But I, I remember you filling me in and stuff. And that's why when I drew this card, I said, well, I don't know if he's going to want to answer this, Mm. but, uh, but uh yeah it, it it was something to see that's for sure and yeah. uh I'm glad she's doing very well now,
1: yeah she's doing a lot better she's like I said she's back home she's been home for about a month uh she's getting pe- she's getting physical therapy every other day uh, she's up up and around moving around moving her scooting around in her in her walker um and just loving life and it's a miracle that she, I mean it's the second time in her life in the last 10 15 years that we've she's gone to the brink and she's come out of it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just she's
2: she's the comeback kid, yeah. <laughs> as, my mind, as Conrad Thompson would say, she kicked out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she kicked out. Shout out to Conrad if you're watching, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Conrad, we know
1: you're watching. Con. Hey, hey, it's Conrad, yeah, hey, hey, it's no credentials required,
2: <laughs> but but since you were so uh forthcoming, um answering that. I will also cop to that 2023 has also been for me somewhat of a, uh, I don't want to say a tumultuous, uh, year, but I've had, I've had a couple friends go through some issues, which I don't want to get into on here, but that that's tough to mm-hmm. witness. I have also, um, I am also struggling with a bit of a uh, bit of some heartache and things like that, but yep. I will say the last time I, I uh, the last time I cried my eyes out was related to it was very recent. Uh, it was related to to some of the some of the stuff I'm going through right now, but mostly uh, it's it's related to my dad. My dad, um, he is currently suffering from the early stages of Alzheimer's, and that's been that's been tough to tough to deal with, especially uh, because. You just know what the road ahead could potentially be, and right. um, it's it's not a good one. So that that's the last time that something got to me, and I think I think uh, we not to get all. Uh, not to get all deep on here but we as men power think, through it dust <laughs> we as men i think need to be a little more open with our emotions yeah. our emotions and open talking about it cuz there's nothing wrong with it now i will cop to it i'm probably i'm probably a little more emotional than than some people are I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with me, but but ever since like I'd say there was probably a turning point when I turned like 37. I was watching a football life and I balled my eyes out. Now in my defense, <laughs> in my defense, that was that was right around the time it was it was it was recently after my mom passed away and I'm like, oh I gotta, I gotta watch football life. I gotta like uh, chill out and I turn it on. And it is the Pat Summerall episode. And they ah. have, if you've ever seen it, they have that opening where John Madden, they show Pat Summerall's funeral and they have John Madden. And he says the thing about, I said goodbye to you when I left NBC and you, and you came and you worked with me at Fox. And he said, and I said goodbye to you when you decided to, to step away. And he goes, this is your third goodbye And this is the hardest. And he said, bye, Pat. And I lost it. I lost lost it. (laughs) But but ever since then, you know, I'm watching like I'll be watching things on TV. And I'm just like, I was watching a documentary on Yokozuna not too long ago. And that thing got to me. I'm like, what is going on with me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say this. Sometimes it's
1: sometimes you feel like you're down for the count i mean this this the first six months of the year of 2023 have been definitely kind of rough emotionally but there's only yeah we can only step back and let things hopefully be better from here i mean but we have to control we can only control what we can control yeah and that's what my that's what i a very wise man once told me my buddy mike from city mission he's executive director of city mission that's what he told me he He told us in a sermon once. He says, "You can only control what you can control. The score will take care of itself." And that's what my modus operandi is. And Dustin, I'm pretty sure that's what your modus operandi is. Yeah, uh, yeah. going forward for for 2023. So Mm -hmm. we got six months left in the year. We've made listen. We've made it through halfway through the year. Oh yeah, yeah. Try make the most of the try make the best of the rest of the year. That's what we're. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And one of those things that helps us be uh, just get, get everything out is being,
2: is doing this, this podcast. Yeah. Being on the show for sure. It's been one, one thing to look forward to. And I I still have, um, I'm looking forward to creating many more memories on here, but some of the standouts, I I loved having Cole Johnson on for the, for the Thanksgiving show. I loved ranking the sides and the, and, or the, uh, we had Cole on for the Super Bowl show. Yep, sorry, and we had was, Jared too. And yes, Jared, we yeah. had we had Jared was on. was a great as time! Well. And we had you know, and I loved having Snowman on very recently. we mm-hmm. Snowman and I got to talking about Dave Niehaus. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's just a, there's just a lot of uh, I loved having Wise El Hefe on. All the yep. guests that we've had on have been yeah. great, uh, and Brian many more Katie. coming down the pike. Yeah, Brian Katie was a standout, but it's always yep. nice. And then I do love the episodes where it's you and I and we just get a chance to, to talk. And, and I, I can't thank you enough for, like I said, you do a lot of the work for this show. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you letting me just kind of show up and vomit in front of a mic for an hour, <laughs> an hour uh, each week so it's the vomitorium
1: of podcasts (laughs) (laughs) and we've got our title uh, we've got our episode title all right we're gonna wrap things up from here so if you're watching on on uh live or on the replay don't forget to go to our social media channels which are right down here on twitter instagram and the scarcely used tiktok it's at no creds req facebook.com forward slash no creds req youtube.com forward slash at no creds req we want to get to 500 subscribers so we can get monetized so if you wouldn't mind not only subscribe but also if you're watching you want to go ahead and smash that like button smash it responsibly podcast side subscribe on a myriad of podcast platforms including apple podcast spotify spreaker google play iheart media wherever you podcast also rate and review this many stars five is preferred and if you leave a review we might even read it on the air so for my second chair dustin dustin henry i'm ryan mccarthy you have been watching or listening to no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports and as always we are presented by belly up sports in association with godzilla media thanks for hanging out with us tomorrow t- tonight uh we have actually one more comment from deets Uh, He he's gonna say to us he he wants us to he wants to warn us about (laughs) about Moneyball. He says, "No, guys, don't torture yourselves. You're lucky not to watch the worst sports movie of all time." (laughs) Well, guess what, Deets? We're gonna watch it anyway and review it next week. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to double down now. (laughs) So suck on that, Mister. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you next Monday at the same time. Hopefully, no technical difficulties then. But still, (laughs) join us next week. We're gonna have some more fun. Good night, everybody.